It's over, Darkseid. Even you must realize the folly of being a king without a kingdom. I doubt the battle between the two Kryptonians will bring about such destruction. I'm not talking about them. Your armory, the Hellspores, they've been activated. Impossible. The arming code is encrypted. I broke the code and reprogrammed them. You're bluffing. Omega Lambda 7 XL9. That sound like a bluff to you? One Hellspore can turn an entire planet into a fire pit. What'll happen to Apocalypse when 500 go off simultaneously? You dare? You dare? I could destroy you with a single blast of my Omega Beams. You could. But that wouldn't stop the Hellspores, would it? You will disarm them. Here's the deal. Release the girl, and give your word you'll leave her alone. Forswear, Kara Zorel. Say it. Well played. Had the Kryptonian or the Amazon taken that gamble, they would have lost. They do not have the strength of character to destroy an entire planet to achieve success. But you, a human, you kill your own kind to win battles. An admirable quality. Take the girl. I will make no move against her. Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast, Podcast Edition. I am your host, Andrew Caracci, alongside... Andrew Quimby. And that was a, what, a very lackluster opening for a very lackluster movie we're about to review, right? Yeah, that, that about sums it up. Um, yes, uh, what do we have in store tonight? Yes, tonight we are going to be <laughs> discussing... Superman Batman Apocalypse, which is yeah, the so, sequel to um, Public Enemies, right? Right, which Public Enemies is a much better film than this. Yeah. Public Enemies was a an interesting film because it was kind of like, it, it felt like a sequel to the Justice League animated uh, series. Because Luthor was starting to run for president at the end of the series. And then he mm-hmm. becomes president. And how things changed in Public Enemies where the economy was great. And there was a lot of interesting things going on. Plus, I think Lex Luthor is just a much more interesting character. Yeah, in general. I right. like Lex so, Luthor. I do, too. And Amanda Waller was in that. And they had a lot of other heroes. And you had... Batman and Superman kind of as outlaws, which was kind of cool. It was more like, it was mostly Superman. I don't think Luther gave a crap about Batman. Yeah. And you even got the whole uh, 
if that one really felt like I know, like this is we're not reviewing Public Enemies today, but that was a Public Enemies felt like more of a split between it was a a Batman movie and a Superman movie. Like it wasn't just a Superman movie. This <laughs> one is a Superman movie. Batman didn't have to be in this. Yeah, pretty much. I I, I kept expecting there to be more Batmany, Batmanness, Bat right. Batitude, Batitude. I'm going with Batitude. I kept expecting more Batitude in this movie, and there was just. He was just, yeah, I feel like he had like a handful of lines in this movie. He was barely even in this movie. He had great lines. He did. When he was in it, I wish there was more of him. Yeah. But anyways, you can find the podcast at, uh, you can find One Best Podcast at Apple Podcasts. Obviously, you found it. Apple's probably the best form. Also, Spotify for Android users, uh, Stitcher. Um, Google Podcasts, whatever, wherever podcasts can be found, you can find this podcast. Please subscribe, share, tell people about the pod. Um, this is our 23rd episode. We've gone, we haven't missed a week. Um, this is, this is, this has been fun. We've been love reviewing these movies, but we would like to get some input on how we're doing because we haven't gotten any of that. Also, you can uh, find if you want to contact us, Facebook, uh, search Batcast Weekly. There's a page there. A lot of people are on that. I think we have 88 to 90 people there now, almost 100. And once we get to 100, it'll show me who's actually listed in there. They told me that. Facebook people did. Um, anyways, <laughs> you, can com- you can comment on there. Have conversations with each other or talk to yourself because no one ever comments on that page. Um, we have a Twitter. It's still Pinfall Wrap Up. I think one of these days we'll make a Backcast Twitter, probably, or One Best Podcast Twitter. But the Pinfall Wrap Up, you can find it. You can find us there. Uh, like I said, that's not probably the best way to communicate, but you can do that if you want, and I will get to it. Um, or another way is if you're in the Stone Age and still do email, you can email at onebestpodcast at gmail.com where Mr. Quimby is searching through those emails on a daily basis, hourly basis, where that's literally his halftime job where he's just looking through all the emails that we don't get. So he files them to make sure from what's important and what isn't important. And yes, default I just, has been banned from the show officially. I just stare at the email and just refresh it every 30 seconds just in case somebody emails. Yep, so he's that is, always that is my life. That. He even has the notification, so if you send him an email, it'll go right to his phone and he'll read it wherever he is. If he's doing something at work, um, doing something in the bathroom, wherever, he'll get to it. Yep. And then that will yeah, get sent to me, and then your email will be read on the show. It doesn't matter what it is, honestly, unless it's like something illegal or very, very inappropriate. It will be read on the show. I read a Nigerian scammer email on the show. I'll I'll read it. Right, <laughs> he'll read it. Um, 
trying to think if there's anything. Did I miss anything in my spiel that I do every week? I have that all no. down. I don't have. I don't even have that written down anymore. It just so, flows so naturally now. Yeah. So, with that said, um, some DC news. I guess the uh, the Titan show is supposed to be come. They they confirmed that Tim Drake is now going to be in the Titan show. So Tim Drake has not shown. I, I Andrew hasn't seen it, like the first two seasons. I think we will cover part of that on um, this show. We'll talk Titans a little bit once when that gets closer to airing. But um, uh, Tim Drake has been confirmed for third season, and Barbara Gordon. They're saying that. Uh, Dick Grayson and Barbara had some type of love affair in the past. So they're, and Barbara Gordon, I think, is supposed to be the commissioner of Gotham City at this point. Interesting. So she's no longer Batgirl. And I don't think she's paralyzed. I don't think she's in a wheelchair. But she might be, because I think they talked about that in season two. I think Jason, because Jason Todd's in season two. A very young Jason Todd. So hmm. people are expecting Jason Todd to get murdered in season three. Because that's obviously what happens to him. Okay. A lot Interesting. Of are, a lot of people are expecting that. Just hmm. because of the Red Hood and all that type of crap. And Tim Drake doesn't really show up until Jason Todd's dead. So... Now I mm-hmm. hope I, I'm hoping that the Tim Drake they use is the Tim Drake from the comics, where he's like a very expert at detective, because Tim Drake is the smartest of the three Robins as far as being a detective. They say his detective skills is pretty close to Batman's, because in the comics okay. he actually he actually found out who Batman was, and he like just walked into the Batcave. He found the Batcave and everything. Mm. It seems like a lot of people just walk into the Batcave. <laughs> In the movie universe, it seems like it. Like, I sometimes like... I wonder, like, if they're at, this Batcave actually has security in it. <laughs> well, according to Batman Forever, if you, if you invade the Batcave, everything just opens up. <laughs> And the Batmobile just pops up and says, here, steal me. Yep, apparently that's just how it works. That is a terrible security system. I wonder who does Batman security. You think it's like ADA or any, one of those uh, secu- like home security devices? Or do you think he does his own? <laughs> no, his security system is just Alfred. With like, he's, he's, it's just Alfred. Huh. So... I have a question for you. Oh, boy. So this rumored Batman Beyond movie, let's say let's let's say there is going to be one, right? Mm-hmm. Are, would you rather have like the rumored Michael Keaton play the older Bruce Wayne or would you like to see Kevin Conroy actually play a live action Batman? I think I'd rather see 
Michael Keaton play. Yeah, you and everybody else. I feel like I'm in such a minority with that. Yeah, it just it would just it would just connect so well, especially after us just watching those so recently. It would just be such a perfect like connection to those movies. Yeah, but Kevin Conroy played Batman and Batman Beyond. He voiced them. Like it, it would be it, it would be cool to hear that voice, like in mm-hmm. Terry's headset or whatever. I just think that would be because he doesn't have to. He's not doing anything. He's just going to be old. <laughs> he's just going to be old. He can just, he can right. just be there and he be old. He doesn't have to pe- put on muscle or anything like that. He could be who he is, just make him a little older. Because mm-hmm. Conroy has aged pretty well for the most part. Because mm. you think he still has like all his hair and all that type of shit, where Michael Keaton's practically bald. So theoretically, let's just say Michael Keaton isn't Batman in this movie. Yeah. What would he be? In the Batman Beyond movie? Yeah. He wouldn't be in it. He'd be in something else. Okay. He'd be in the 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 other the Flashpoint. He could play he could play uh, Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint. He could be Flashpoint Batman. Hmm. Because he's old enough, he could be like the the alternate reality of Batman. So what like, if what if Conroy played Flashpoint Batman? Well, that's the thing. Like you, you could do that, and it'd be fine. But the the reason I'd say like playing a Bruce like an older Bruce Wayne, why it would fit Conroy, is because he doesn't have to actually uh, do anything. He's just practically doing what he normally does and yeah. michael keaton who's an actual actor i'm not saying that conroy's not he is he's he does majority voice work but he used to be like a tv actor and that kind of stuff but he did a lot of broadway and he was a professional singer too he can sing apparently so the um michael keaton is at, you know He's a, a much bigger name actor and probably in better shape and could do s- stunts and stuff like that that Conroy might not be able to do because he hasn't really had much experience in that stuff. Yeah, I suppose. That does and I think, I think Michael Keaton as a Flashpoint Batman, it, you get what you wanted. You get Michael Keaton as Batman again. That's what people mm-hmm. want. People don't want to see him sitting in a, in a chair. They only say they'll they'll take it, but wouldn't you rather see him as Batman again than Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I suppose. Or Conroy could just be himself. He'll probably uh, he he obviously is an actor, so he could he can act. Like that's not mm-hmm. that's not the issue. It's not like he's he's own. He's not like he's a video game voice actor. Like he's he's a he was an actor who tried voice acting and then was really good at it. Because he, he has done other stuff before Batman. Where Michael Keaton is a much bigger name. And to me, as a Batman fan, I'd rather see him put on the cape and cowl than sit in a chair as Bruce Wayne. I'll take it if that's the only way I can get Michael Keaton. 
that that's the only way I can get him is old Bruce Wayne. I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. But if yeah. I could have, if I could have both of them, and say mm-hmm. you had to use them both, I prefer it like that. Yeah. Hmm. Where Kevin Conroy, especially he's been playing Batman longer than anybody at this point. He's been Batman longer than Adam West at this point. Yeah. You think that somebody would give him a chance to play an actual like Batman, not the CW when the CW did it, that was a disaster because that was, that was a joke because he wasn't even, did you see him in the CW one? I'm not sure what you're talking about. When they did the big crossover last year, he, Kevin Conroy played evil Batman. I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't watch the crossover? Yeah, you did. The big uh, CW um, Arrow Flash crossover event. I, I part. don't. I don't think I've seen the last like couple of them. Oh well, well, Supergirl and Batwoman went to Gotham City to recruit Batman, mm-hmm. but he was evil Batman and he was killing people and stuff. Oh and Kevin, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, Kevin Conroy was Batman, but he was like in all. He was like in stilts and stuff like that, and all these braces from all the injuries. Mm. And he, he, they didn't, they literally didn't like, it felt like it was just fan service because he was, he looked like Kevin Conroy. Like, he didn't even shave his beard, his awful beard. Mm -hmm. Like, you think he would shave that if he's going to be Bruce Wayne? Mm -hmm. And his hair looked like a mess. I mean, he did. It was terrible. He looked awful. And mm. um, they like they didn't clean him up. Like It was literally like, hey, Kevin Conroy, do you just want to do some fan service? Because that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like, I feel like that um, in a bigger stage, like, I want him to play it in a bigger stage setting. That's just my opinion. I felt like he's Maybe. deserved it. Yeah, maybe he's not willing to. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's his decision here. Maybe he's like the one that's just like, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to be that. I just want to be the voice. No, because I, I would find that very hard to believe. Just because once an actor, always an actor. Like, especially when he, you've done Broadway, like he has, and he's performed on stage, and you know you ever get an opportunity to do that, you don't pass that up. And because he's been voicing Batman for so long, he hasn't done any of that stuff. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it's a him thing. Cause I think if, uh, cause Mark Hamill jumped at the chance to play a live action villain in the CW, in the flash series. What did he play in flash? The trickster. And he was literally he did the he did his Joker voice for the character. Interesting. It was pretty cool, but like he jumped at the chance because once an actor, always an actor. Mm-hmm. Like he's not a voice actor first. Like this is a guy who acted and shit like that. 
nothing really big. Like I, he's I been acting him. regularly though. As Batman, yeah. I'm talking about Mark oh, Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill's. Hamill. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he's, he's much he bigger than Kevin Conroy. He's a much bigger. I know exactly. Like him acting in a thing isn't that big of a, like. That's actually him like being like, hey, I'll throw you a favor and be in your show almost. Yeah, but he jumped at, but he's never been like a comic book villain before, like as a live action comic book villain. And mm-hmm. he's a he's a big comic book fan. He's a big Joker fan, obviously. Yeah. Because, um, and I, I know I've said this in the past, but he's now at the point where he said he's not doing any more. He's not playing the Joker anymore, unless uh, Conroy's playing Batman. He does this. He just doesn't feel like ganging chemistry with a different uh, with a different Batman. Which I don't know if he's ever done that before, where he's played, or he's worked with a different Batman before. I don't think he has. Like I'm trying to go through in my mind, like all the movies he's been in, and every time he's Joker, Batman's Conroy. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So even in the video games, the Arkham games, which is kind of which is kind of what renewed Kevin Conroy and Joker's career, like um, Mark Hamill's career, was the Arkham games. But because of the success of those games, spawn they they brought them back to do movies again, because before they were using different voice actors because. I think a lot of it had to do with they felt like they were too old or what the hell happened? What? Did you hear that? No. (laughs) Oh, my headphones are about to die. That's awesome. These things only last like an hour. All right, well, we're going to have to... Technical difficulties as usual. Anyways. All right, I'm back. A lot louder. Yeah, well, now I'm using my phone. So, Mm. that's going to be an interesting (laughs) part in the podcast. Leave it in there. Obviously, I'm not... What do you think I've made of time to edit this thing? (laughs) I, I would like to uh, uh, thank you for the the soundbite you picked for, or the soundbite for the Red Hood episode. I had a feeling mm-hmm. you were going to cut it short, and you didn't. So I appreciate that. I, I <laughs> thought about it, and I was thinking about trimming it, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm I'm just it just it is what it is. I'm just letting it be, and I'm just moving on. Well, I'm glad, like, because I had a feeling you were going to cut it out before the. Um, when the Joker said, you, me, and the kid, we all go out together or something like that. Don't you just love mm-hmm. a happy ending? I thought you were going to cut it out before all of that. And I'm glad you didn't because I was like, don't cut it. Do not cut it. Do not cut it. And That's like, like my, it. the Joker line at the end was like my favorite part. <laughs> right. That was one of my yeah. favorite parts of the scene. There was no way I was going to cut that out. Right. There was a lot of, there was a lot of awkward, empty time in between. I didn't even know that though. There was yeah. like sound effects and music being played a little bit, which was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I, I was uh, I actually really really enjoyed it when I listened to the playback version of it. So I was like, I'm like this. I was in. I was like repeating it as I was listening to it. I was like, yes, because it's one of my favorite like moments in the Batman animated like the movies. Is that that scene's my one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. But um, probably because it was so perfectly pieced together. The three people voice acting were excellent in that in their roles. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Can't believe those AirPods only last like two hours. That's fucking garbage. I I. Well, I guess with that, should we get into apocalypse? Sure. All right. Well, so. Just, just. So, how did you feel about the movie? It was just meh movie. I mean, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. Um, it was, it was there. Like, I, I, I liked it for the most part. Like, I didn't think anything was bad about it. I felt a lot of it was rushed, but they're trying to. I feel like they're trying to do a little too much, and they didn't give us enough. Yeah, like I. They had, well, I'm blank. What what's her name? Kara. Yeah, Supergirl. Yep. Yeah, they they had Kara. Like, they had her and, like, she showed. Like, they just rushed through so much with her, and yet she was like the main ish character. So like, she was like the point of this entire movie, and it felt like they. Gave her no actual development other than, oh, they cut two months later and she's better at things. And yeah, like, they called, um, they, they called, uh, I mean, to me, it felt like it was uh, Supergirl was like the kid and uh, Batman and Superman were the dads. Mm-hmm. They're okay. arguing about how to raise their child. Right. And that kind of kicks into the point where she accidentally lasered the Batman's computer. And that was bat first good Batman line or he's like, you owe me a new computer. He's like, put it on my tab. <laughs> he's like, yeah, with a reporter's salary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't he say it was a $50,000 computer? Yes. Jeez. It was $15,000 of custom hardware. She just melted. <laughs> but yeah, the well, why um, isn't his computer laser proof then? Jeez. Well, he probably wasn't expecting something like that, but again, shouldn't he expect everything? Mm-hmm. I liked how in the beginning how she would just kind of fly by floating away. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, she yeah, that was that was a very yeah, like her not understanding her powers and kind of just like fleeing people and i just like that she like accidentally just started floating away and the cops were just like take her down and just started <laughs> just opening start fire on her <laughs> just like jesus christ like who are these cops where are they when these are the cops that would actually catch someone if they were chasing like in any if these cops existed in other movies they would actually catch people because these cops are actually like 
they pursued her like really well compared to other movies where the cops are just like, I'm going to run into a wall. But these cops were like dedicated and they're actually like surrounding her and trying like these were actually really competent cops. Yeah. Compared to a lot of other cops we've seen in a lot of other movies. (laughs) Normally Gotham PD is the better of the police in the majority of the comic book uh, polices. They're usually the most competent. Yeah. Normally. They're pretty mm-hmm. good because they they pursue Batman pretty well. They just never can get him. Yeah, I'm I'm a little and then they had their what the Gotham like surveillance drop blimps. Yeah. Which they had a whole thing about that where they talked about that for like a good couple minutes. About how it's like violating privacy and blah 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 and like towards the beginning of the movie. And I kept expecting something to come out of that. And nothing ever did. Like, they you never brought it up again. You know why? I bet you that was added after the movie was done. Because that was all in the beginning. Like, when they were doing the the news or whatever. And yeah. talking about Luthor. And I think they wanted you to believe... They wanted you to... That this was part of the same universe as Public Enemies. Because mm-hmm. I think they were, they were in the midst of starting a new, like animated like universe and they wanted to use public enemies was like the first movie and then they were going to kind of combine things but this they all he did was this movie and nothing else connects to this so mm-hmm. but yeah um, other than like other than like one or two lines where they mentioned stuff that happened in public enemies this this movie could have just Did any of the completely. characters actually mention anything that happened in Public Enemies? Um, there was, I think Other they said one line about how the asteroid he blew up. She came from the asteroid that he they blew up or something like that. Yeah, the news said that, but I don't think the, any of the characters talked about that. I thought I thought Batman mentioned it at some said it at some point. I don't think he did. But okay. I don't, there was like I feel like there was one like half line that referenced it or something like that. Or no, right. she did she mention it where she, oh she said something where like she's like she was when she was telling about when she was telling the flashback to Batman. She said okay. she must have been stuck on the rubble of the planet until you blew up the thing and that's what freed her ship to finally come and crash into the earth. I missed all that. Well, so we talk about the big um uh, the what's the thing I'm trying to th- the, the contradicting the contradiction of this story sure okay so the biggest contradiction here is if this is supposed to be part of public enemies Supergirl is in public enemies yes so did they forget that or, or did, did they, they just hope that nobody not, made that connection or were they what i think is they this movie was never supposed to be part of that universe yeah it definitely i definitely like i feel like they definitely just hooked these two movies together to try to make them a bigger thing than they actually were 
Yeah. That's the one thing I picked out of right away, and I'm just like, wait, this is part of public, this is supposed to be the sequel to Public Enemies? Because I thought it went the other way around. I thought this movie came first. Even though In Public Enemies was released first, the way I watch it is I always thought that this movie and the timeline came first. Because Supergirl exists in this timeline. And Public Enemies would make sense because it's when... um, that's later when the Justice League has been broken up already. The Justice League hasn't even started yet in this universe. And pu- mm-hmm. Apocalypse, like they, there was no reference to a Justice League at all in this movie that they'd never formed before or they never were a team before. They all kind of knew of each other. But, I mean, Wonder Woman was in Fanascara still. Yeah. When she joins Justice League, she's banned from that island. So, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. So, like, I feel like this movie's supposed to be first. It all it makes more sense if it was. That's why I feel like the whole um, storyline with Luthor and all that type of crap they said in the beginning that was all throw in. Yeah, especially the way they did it, it just definitely felt like it was shoehorned in. Because they didn't show it, Luthor at all in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he was never referenced after the news cycle thing. Yep. Like, Batman never said anything about him. Superman never said anything about him. I don't know. So... I think Batman was really good in this movie. I just, like we were talking earlier, I just wanted more. Like, he had a lot of good lines. But I feel like he was better in Public Enemies. Because he was actually, like, the main character in Public Enemies. They, like, made... Like, Kara Kara, whatever, was supposed to be... She was, like, the main character, but then they didn't give her any time to be the main character but then i guess it was but it was a superman batman movie but then i feel like they just jumped around between so many characters and they had so much going on that you didn't spend any time with any character long enough to like feel like anything was i don't know it it, it just jumped around so much this should have been they should have done two parts for this movie like Hmm. um because there's a there's enough there where the whole dark side story should have been in part two, kind of like how they did the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Because can you imagine that if they did the dark? Do you imagine if they did the Dark Knight Returns for just one movie and made it like an hour and twenty minutes? Yeah. So, with everything that happened in that, it would have been you. There would have, you would have everything would have just been a mess. And that's the thing. Like the Dark Knight Returns had so much in it, where you didn't feel like they were stretching it out. Mm-hmm. Both movies feel individual, too. Yep. Like, you could watch part one or part two, and um, they're completely different movies. Yeah, like, so in this movie, if they had done it, if they had split it, basically, when Darkseid came and kidnapped her, that would have been, like, right there would have been the point, and then the, the, the next movie could have literally been her being brainwashed ish on the planet and them trying to track down and 
recruit the whatever her heck her name was who used to work for Darkseid. Yeah. That just came out of nowhere? She was referenced early in the movie. Yeah, they, like, mentioned her name that she was the head of the thing or whatever. And all of a sudden they just show up at a random person's house and I'm like, oh, hey, you defected. You you are the person that they mentioned earlier in the movie that's apparently the leader of the group. And I'm like, wait, wait. I love how all the neighbors were acting when they saw Superman knocking. They see Superman and Wonder Woman knocking on a door. And all the neighbors mm-hmm. are like, what's going on in there? <laughs> yep. Like, well, that's, yeah, they just fly into the neighborhood, land, and just, like, go up and knock on, like, this, just a random neighbor's door. And then they're, like, creeping over the fence, like, staring into the room, too. (laughs) Do you like how Batman took, like, the back entrance into the, he was already in the house? (laughs) Yeah, she turns around and he's already standing there. That is the Batman way. Yeah, he doesn't care. He just shows up. Batman's over it. He he doesn't knock on doors. Nope. I just, I just, just, that was, that was one of my favorite lines too, is she's she's like, I'm coming with blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, you're going to have to just be, get over it. And Batman's just like, it's like, I'm over it. Are you over it? (laughs) Yeah. When she, he saw the weapons, it's like, yep, we're definitely going to need her. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. But yeah, the, the thing, um, I would have liked to see some of the training on Famascara with Wonder Woman. And it, like, she actually was good in this movie. Like, she, I felt like her part was actually warranted. Um, because when Kara went kind of nuts after the Amazons kind of like fake attacked her in the, in the city or whatever, and she fried the statue and everything, Wonder Woman brought up a good point. She's like, she has no control over her powers. If this was during the daytime and there were people here, she would have killed people. Mm-hmm. So she, she can't. Yeah, she would have just like murdered a park full of people right there because she has no control. She just lasered things. Every like, right. I'm a little, I, I, I also, I, I hated it so much that they're just like, oh, she's a woman. That must mean she likes shopping. And they just had like a five minute shopping montage. I'm just like, that I, is I just know. that I actually I didn't have much of a problem with that. Really? I, it just I, seemed I like found, such a I found humor uh, I found humor in it actually. Because uh, I looked at it like this, like um she's not she's not an earth girl or whatever, but she hmm. immediately turned into an earth girl when shopping uh when shopping was the stereotype of uh, that, 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 that stereotype. So I actually kind of chuckled a little bit like, well, I guess they're like that everywhere. <laughs> uh, I... mm. And, um, you know, she was changing into those outfits and that kind of stuff. And she found one she liked and Superman's like, no way. <laughs> So he was kind yeah, of when she the- was wearing like the, I want to say probably like a prostitute on the street would probably be wearing that, and that's the outfit <laughs> yeah. she wanted. Yeah, Superman's like not happening. <laughs> She's like, great, I'll take it. Uh. Oh, they they said they had to put a little light, some lighthearted stuff in there. Like yeah, I had, 
And it was only, that scene might have been a couple minutes. I don't even think it was five minutes. I don't know. It felt like, it felt like five minutes. Right. I think they do it better. Um, I think that was done better in Mystery of the Batwoman when, uh, what's her face, did that all that stuff with Bruce in the, uh, in the department store. Mm-hmm. That I felt was similar to this, but a lot better. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't remember that being bothering me at all in that. No, we actually commented on why we actually liked it. We yeah. thought it was actually funny because mm-hmm. they were running away from the security guards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the whole running away from the thing, yeah. See, that was done very interestingly. Right. Yeah, but if they had, uh, like, yeah, if they had, like, I wanted, like, I would have loved to have seen them training her. That would have been amazing to see. And that would have actually given her a chance for character development. Right. And then what's 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 the chick who got killed that could see the future for some reason that they never explained? Yeah, they never explained her and never gave her any type of story. I didn't know. I honestly, the first time I watched this movie, I had no idea who that was. Like when she when she was dead in the ocean, I didn't even know who who was dead in the ocean. I actually thought mm-hmm. it was Supergirl. Like the yeah, first time too. I saw it. Like, well, that's. I feel like that's what they implied. Right. But then I, I, I don't know, because then they like the first time they showed her where she just had a vision of that. I thought it was Supergirl that had the vision because they look very similar. Yeah, they looked exactly the same. They're both like blonde women that have very similar features and everything like that. And it was just like I was so confused on what was happening there. And then like, oh, she's just a person who can duplicate herself into many copies of herself and fly and see the future and who the heck else knows no she died yeah she died yeah which was weird i don't don't know like yeah like she died i think but they like they gave her a bunch of powers and then just killed her. And it was like, I'm like, is this supposed to be someone I know? Is this like a big character? Then they're like, oh my God, she's dead. But then I'm just like. I, and then I, she I was know, forgotten that, about. Like instantly? <laughs> like right away. Like um, Normally Batman gets really shooken up when someone dies. Mm-hmm. And he was. He, he barely seemed like he gave a shit. And it seemed like he felt like. He's, it seemed like he barely gave a shit that he was in this movie. Yeah. Like, Batman just did not want to be here. You could tell. Like, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, like, he just didn't... He's normally, like... You'll see times where he'll be um, kind of more himself when he's Bruce or whatever. Like, charming mm-hmm. a little bit every, every once in a while. And he just wasn't in this. There wasn't even, like, any type of, like, hint with him and Diana or anything like that. Because they normally hint that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he barely reacted with anybody. And why was Superman and Batman allowed on that island? 
I, men aren't allowed on that island. It's a valid point. They were just there, like normal, like they were just visiting, mm-hmm. and it was okay. Nobody questioned it. Like nobody yeah. questioned it. Huh? Because Wonder Woman doesn't run that island. I don't know. I don't know. Like I could have seen them blue pulling like Superman because he's technically an alien, but like Batman had no justification. No. He didn't seem like he even wanted to be there. No, this this entire movie, it just felt like he was everything he did was because he it it's he was obliged to. Like he was being forced. He was just like dragging his feet this entire movie, being like Fine, well, he, I'll try to teach he this. He literally kid. didn't have to be in that movie. But mm-hmm. but they and it's stupid because he he's the one who practically saved everybody. Mm-hmm. Because it was and gonna like, probably end up being a big showdown between um Darkseid and Superman in Apocalypse mm-hmm. at some point. And um, Batman decided he was going to activate all the hell spores. Now, I don't know if that was part of the plan. I don't know if he went off script and just did his own thing. Seemed like they had a plan when they got there, but they didn't really tell you what their plan was, and I highly doubt that was their plan. If there was a plan, Batman probably had the plan and told them their parts of the plan and didn't tell anyone his part of the plan. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Because the hell spores thing is something that I don't like. Like um, Darkseid said, the Amazon and the Kryptonian would have never done that. Mm-hmm. And Batman encrypted was able to solve the encryption. So I guess that was the, his purpose in the movie. Mm-hmm. See, I I was almost waiting for it to be like, do you think he actually did or he was bluffing? He knew the code. Because once when he announced the code to Darkseid, Darkseid snapped. No, I don't think he activated him. I think he told him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would ever do that. Yeah. But he he didn't he knew that Darkseid doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. So if he he pretty much probably thought that if he knew the because what's the end game? So he. He, uh, so what if Darkseid said, well, I don't care. And then the bomb goes off. Nothing gets accomplished at that point. Eh, he wipes out Darkseid, I guess. Maybe, but then he takes out Supergirl, uh, who they're there to save. (laughs) Eh, I don't know. I feel like they'd they'd probably survive. They're pretty hardy people. Well, then Darkseid survives, too. But, like, no, he'd go out. He goes out. They all go out. Mm-hmm. Because Darkseid's practically a demigod. Mm-hmm. So, did you like Darkseid in this? I, I'm not quite sure. Like, he was okay. It's just... You're not too familiar I, with them, though, in general. I'm right? not, no. This is... This is probably, I think this is like the only dark side I've ever seen. Okay. This I've is never kind of what he is. He's, he's usually very, um, um, very plotty and has like plans and stuff like that. He's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's a lot better in the animated series, the Justice League animated series. Yeah, and uh, apparently he's just really he he really likes investing a lot of resources into building up his little fury guard or whatever, or like honor guard or whatever the heck they were called. Mm-hmm. Like he put a lot of effort into like stealing, like recruiting her and be like, so she could be like work for him, I guess. Like why don't, I don't get like why he puts so much effort into like getting these people to then, I guess just hang he out wants, and do things for him or what? I don't know. He wants someone to lead his army. And so that's Supergirl. Mm-hmm. And because she could be easily manipulative, where Superman's a little harder. Mm-hmm. Originally, he did have Superman. Like in the, there, it actually happened in the Superman animated series where he ended up working for Darkseid. As his, and he, Darkseid wound him up and turned him loose against Earth. Hmm. I forgot who stopped him because I never watched it, but I. They referenced it in the Justice League animated series where um, Superman's telling everyone in the Justice League about Darkseid. Like, we can't trust him. La, la, la. This is, he's done, he's, he's evil, blah, blah, blah. And Batman kind of cuts him off and says, we, he's like, I know what he did. He, he wound you up, turned you loose against Earth. Cry me a river. Meaning like, because Batman voted to help Darkseid. Because his planet was under attack, and he asked the Justice League for help. Hmm. And Batman said, well, you, we help anyone who needs help. Because there's innocent people who live on Apocalypse. Is innocent, there? Yes. It's like, a ball, it's like a ball of fire with like a metal base on top of it. Where the hell are the innocent people? There's, they have like like small little cities and stuff, like it's a planet. I just figured it was like one giant military base for Darkseid. Yeah, well, in this movie, that's kind of how it was. It, that's what it looked like. But mm-hmm. in the in the Superman animated series, when he fight, he fought Darkseid and he kicked the he he won the fight and threw threw him down to the peasants of, of Apocalypse and they all put Darkseid back together. Because Darkseid said, like, it's like, you might think I'm evil, but to me, I'm their god. Hmm. Yeah, and then, like, what? I, I just like that they have security people. Apparently, they have, like, big tank things that breathe fire and then giant dog riding people. <laughs> yes. These are, so, these are the security people on. <laughs> this planet like she's like what what is what is all of this this is so weird yeah and i like how batman's on a jetpack yeah i just like just batman just also has a jetpack and he just takes off and flies away are you somewhat surprised that they just kind of let batman go by himself he's literally the only like mortal that's on this planet that you'd think that Somebody would have said, you got to take backup with you. You got to Wonder Woman. You have to be with her. You have to be with me. Like Superman says that or go with the other chick. Like, Mm -hmm. 
you'd think that somebody would want to be with him because he's clearly, this is a little beyond his pay grade. Yeah. And so, okay, like, I was confused. Like, so what's her name and Wonder Woman went off to do what? Be a distraction? <laughs> granny? I don't know. Like, they were like, they just like, were like, all right, here we are. They just jump up in there in the middle of an arena and like, all right, our plan is we're going to go fight people in the arena. Like, what, what, why, why, why did they go there? What was the point of them going there to well, fight yeah, like, people that Batman were waiting for them? Need, Batman doesn't even need the jetpack. Wonder Woman can fly. So Wonder Woman could have just flew him to the, the... Those three should have been doing the Hellsport thing while Superman was distracting Darkseid. That's yeah, how like, they should have done it. Unless their plan was Wonder Woman and other chick were distracting those, you know, the main army. So Batman could go find the Hellspores. Yeah, they were, I guess they were distracting the Furies and Granny, which is, I'm still confused by the Granny thing. (laughs) Yeah, the, the male Granny. Yeah, I don't know what that was or why that was. She's, or he is uh, one of the main military, uh, in charge of the mil- main military of Darkseid's army. So weird. Yeah, because she's in the animated series also. Huh. And then, um, but they didn't, but Darkseid's uh, son wasn't in this. Darkseid has a son? Yes. He's not really powerful. Huh. He shows up in the Justice League show. Um, uh, pretty much, uh, I forget his name, but in one of the episodes, he's getting into a fight with, uh, with, Bat- with Batman, pretty much. He just got done kicking the crap out of Wonder Woman, and then Batman's challenging him, and he keeps... Bat- Batman keeps avoiding him every time and he keeps making him run into walls and cars and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. the guy gets mad at Batman. He's like, I just got done flattening Wonder Woman. And now you think you can take me? And he's like, oh, no, I'm just stalling. He was waiting for, uh, I think, Green Lantern to show up or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think this was when Superman died. So it was in the Hereafter episode. Because Lowball showed up and just beat the crap out of him. He piled, hmm. I think, 33 cars on top of him. Hmm. Dark side sun. And then he, yeah, he piled like 33 cars on him and then made him say uncle before he let him go. <laughs> that's what Lowball does. <laughs> Lowball was great in that. I mean, he even like, he even said that his first of all, he wanted to join the Justice League, and they wouldn't let him. They said he's this is not because uh, he just like came into the Watchtower, and they got so mad at him. Jean was very angry, and even Hawkgirl was too. And the main man said he was just like, well, you know, he's like, fine, I'll let you guys join my team, <laughs> but I'm the leader. And they're like, get out.
because when Superman died, um, he wanted to be the new, he wanted to be the new Superman pretty much. Hmm. Cause he just kind of showed up there and they let him work with them because they needed help anyways. Cause they, uh, all, when Superman died, all the, everybody, the whole, the whole, all the criminals were out and the people were just going crazy. Hmm. So the justice league needed backup anyways. Yeah. And low balls just as powerful. So they used him. Hmm. But yeah, back to apocalypse. So, so we get to the the climax of all of this is the the Hellspore incident with Darkseid and Batman, which to me was the highlight of the whole movie. Um, yeah, probably. That scene is just it's just a cool scene. It's one of the better ones where he said he activated the Hellspores and you know told them the encryption code and pissed off Darkseid like you dare, <laughs> <laughs> you dare challenge me. And, you know, uh, pretty much said, like, I could I could break you in two with just like one little thought or something like that. And Batman even's like, true, but that still won't save the hell spores. <laughs> that won't prevent them from being exploded. Mm-hmm. And that's when Darks and then Batman gave the ultimatum said, you let us go and and let the girl go and promise you won't make a move against her, which is weird that Batman was going to be was just going to accept him at his word. So he must know that dark side's pretty honorable when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. And dark side just smiled. It was like, well played. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that was the epitome of. Yeah. Batman literally like outplayed one of the most dangerous people ever. Yes. And Darkseid was actually impressed by it. Which, um, like I said, it's not the first time that's happened with those two. Because um, in the Justice League animated series, the um, Darkseid tried, you know, doing his Omega Beams and Batman avoided it. And it ended up getting one of the, the Parademons. He, he put the Parademon in front of him and it blocked the Obenga beam and dark side was very impressed by it. He's like very impressive. No one's been able to dodge my Omega beams. You a mere human. Well, apparently that's not true anymore. Cause super Supergirl did it. Did she avoid it or did she, um, or did she survive it? Um, the one where they were like, it was going after her and she went up to dark side and like did like a suplex on him and the Omega beams hit him instead of her. Right. Oh yeah. He got hit by his own Omega beam. Yep. That that's the correct term, right? Mr. Wrestling professional. She yeah, basically. That, yeah. It was a suplex. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. It's, it's, I'm, so happy and also a little sad that I actually know that. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> one of the most common moves. Mm. Most people know what a suplex is. 
It's like most people know what a clothesline is. I feel like I don't think suplex is the one that everyone knows. Well, it's associated with wrestling. Mm-hmm. From Greco-Roman style to any type of wrestling, it's associated with it. Like, that's where it came from. Yeah. So, like, the term suplex, you hear that, you know that's wrestling-based. Either professional or or whatever. Okay. So, yeah. I think most people know what a suplex is. Or they know it's associated with wrestling. Okay. Of some sort. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, so Dark Side, you know, let them go. And that should have been it, which was fine that they, he came back. <laughs> I love the way how he came and he's like, I promised I wouldn't make a move on the girl, but you Kryptonian, <laughs> I made no such promise. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was actually uh, pretty well done. Like, of course, like, Dark side is like he has an opportunity to take out Superman. He always takes that, but it's kind of weird that he kind of just showed up at the farm. Yeah, that was kind of awkward. I understand that that was very weird. I mean, thank God his parents weren't there. Yeah, because they could have done something. They could have done something very interesting and dark. They could have had him murder Superman's parents. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a little too dark for the movie. Yeah, I think so too. But man, would that have been wow? Yeah, I'm. I, I what I kept expecting to happen, which I was very disappointed with, was they had this big epic fight, and I kept waiting. I'm like, is is Batman going to show up? Is Batman going to show up? Yeah, he was gone. I feel like Batman should show up. <laughs> like I just kept waiting for Batman to show up and just like do something. To like, I expected him to like force Darkseid to out like this, like through the portal thing or something like that, and just be like, he just him just standing there going, like, I knew he would double cross us and just like nonchalant, like saying he expected this the entire time. Yeah, that's what I was it's like. I kept expecting that to happen, and then I just didn't. I'm like, this is supposed to be a Superman Batman movie. And Batman wasn't even there for the dark side fight. What the heck is up with that? That's not cool. I think they they wanted to get across uh, Supergirl like as a hero type thing. I guess. Which I which I thought was fine, but I felt like that fight could have been on Apocalypse instead, and then it could have ended with the Hellspore. Where Batman came in and, you know, got them to stop fighting and the Hellspore incident happened. Because I felt like what they, they kind of felt like the movie didn't have enough action in it. So that's mm-hmm. why they threw that dark side fight. Because when they were on Apocalypse, I mean, Superman barely did anything. He was fighting Supergirl, but they didn't show you any of it. And then the uh, you had the fight with Wonder Woman and What's-Her-Face fighting those people. But they didn't show much of that either. They just showed the endings of uh. it. They showed a bunch of it, I feel like. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but they didn't show the... They didn't show that, was pro- that was probably the most fight we saw in Apocalypse was them fighting. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was probably the most... And just mo- murder one of them. Right. 
which I, I I I find it interesting. Like watching that fight, I'm like, oh, see, if Wonder Woman was a little more murdery, that fight would have been over so quick. Because she literally had, like, at one point, she literally had the one person, like, face down at her feet, and she could have just, like, stab, stab, and then whatever them would have been gone, and that's the person that ended up, like, taking her out later in the fight. Like, you could have killed her five minutes ago, but nope, you had to be all, I can't stab someone and murder them kind of person. Right. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, this movie had a lot of good stuff in it, but it was rushed, which, and it really showed. Like it, it felt like they didn't, they should have took their time with it, and there was a good story there. The story was Supergirl developing into, or Kara developing the Supergirl. That's the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have had Batman in this, but he should not even been advertised. Like his name shouldn't have been on the title because he wasn't a main contributor to this movie, which makes it, it's, it's very similar to justice league dark where Batman's on the cover of justice league dark, but he is completely useless in the movie. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if you, I know you've probably listened to it, but the other people that listen to this podcast, we have a justice league dark podcast back the old Batcast. I think it's on our Facebook page, a Batcast weekly where that's probably the best place where you can find it, where we reviewed justice league dark. And that was one of my biggest issues with that movie was the, the false advertising of Batman. Like think of it, justice league dark. You're going to have Constantine in this movie, Zatanna. Uh, you're going to have like all like the, the zester, the, the rhyming demon dude, um, all these really cool characters from like the dark, the the magic side of the the hero industry. Like they don't usually show these guys in the 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 Justice League part of it. And then Batman was going to be the one to kind of bring it all together. Like Batman's going to be part of this this dark thing. But it seemed like he was just there. And then you had these magic things doing magic things. Like like I said, we'll review that movie and we get to that. But I like. Because we'll, re- re- we'll redo it. Maybe I'll like it, but th- yeah. th- this this kind of reminded me of it. Like Batman was he was there for one scene, but they could have easily done that without him. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, did like, like that, uh, that's uh, what I did like. That's what he was used for. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, was like for a movie well. where. Yeah, for a movie that's Superman slash Batman, it was very light on the Batman. Yes. I think what what would have been cool is that at Femiscara, um, you have Wonder Woman, you know, training her and Batman's over there helping. Mm-hmm. Teaching her how to actually fight. And then there should have been the line when Clark said, like, what's the point of all this? She could level the entire island. And Batman's going to be like, yeah, true, but what if she loses her powers? Then what? Because in the comics, they always try to get, they always try to talk Superman into learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. And he always refuses. Because he said it's all, he thinks it's all pointless because he could just, he's got powers. And Batman will always say, well, what happens if you lose your powers? 
And see that line actually where he was like, oh, she could level it. Why does she need need this or whatever? She can level this entire island. That line right there showed me how ignorant he really is. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not about, see, like her learning to fight isn't about her fighting. It's about control because when you're fighting, it's about controlling. And her biggest thing is she... Yeah. She lacked, she didn't have the control. She didn't have the discipline. That's and, why she was there to begin with. Yeah. That's she needed, and you learn when, when you learn to like, if you have to fight like that, especially the way they were doing, where they were doing very like meticulous fighting there, like that teaches you control and discipline and like how to like when you're fighting, like sword fighting, it's not about brute force. It's about, maneuvering and out thinking and stuff like that and that she the whole point of it was to get her control and he's just so he knows the best and it she she can figure it out she doesn't need anything it's just the arrogance of him it just the fact that he's like nope she'll she'll just come she'll she can come to metropolis and just follow me around it'll be fine yeah and all she, she needs to do is follow me around and she'll figure it out. Oh, really? Because he figured it out all on his own. No, he grew up all of his life and slowly worked his way into his powers little by little before he became Superman. And he's just expecting her to just figure it out in a month on her own just by following him around. Yeah, she's she's going to skip all that. Like, he literally spent his entire life learning everything that she was needed to learn. And frankly, considering she, she probably did really well considering she has two months compared to his 20 some, however the whole heck old Superman is years of experience in this world. Well, and he also had, um, but he also had people train him too and teach him different ways, uh, different criminals and he had to learn a lot like superman he you saw in the superman batman movie the public the not public enemies but in the um what the hell is that the world's finest where mm-hmm. where batman was kind of showing him other ways to get information from people punch punch down the wall like be a little more direct yeah but he but he is a boy scout and that's fine. But like the, the Kara isn't, she didn't grow up with people. She didn't grow up on earth. She grew up on Krypton and she's technically older than Superman. And Krypton, like on Krypton, she's older, but because she didn't age while she was in transport, she's younger than Superman on earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's his older cousin, and like mm-hmm. I, I like how he just blindly um, accepted that too. He didn't even want to research it. And Batman—that's why Batman was like, Batman was there to question things because that's what he does. And because mm-hmm. he's like, no, uh, every—it's like it's not that he doesn't want to believe in that. It's just like it's you, there's probably more to it. We also never. Why did the dog hate her so much? We didn't figure that out. Yeah. 
Also, does the dog have superpowers? Yes. Or does Superman just have a fetish about putting capes on things? <laughs> the dog, yeah, the dog does have superpowers. How the hell does the dog have superpowers? Okay, so they 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 explained it in uh, in Young Justice. Okay. Because Connor Connor is half a human, half Kryptonian. So Connor is Superboy. So pretty much he is he was a government experiment by Lex Luthor. Luthor created he wanted to create a Superman, so he created Connor which was half of Lex Luthor's DNA and half of Superman's DNA. And um, so he has some su- he has some powers of Superman, but he can't fly. But he okay. can, and he can't do heat vision, but he has the super strength. Okay. And uh, Krypton was a wolf like dog in that show that also was experimented on and they were experimenting on dogs and somehow they he's he's half dog half kryptonian <laughs> kryptonian dog or whatever and, okay. and connor connor rescued the dog hmm. from the laboratory what what are the dog's powers um it can fly okay the dog can fly, and I think it's that might be it. I don't think it can do really anything else. Mm. It doesn't have like laser vision. No, I don't think so. Because that'd Maybe be freaking awesome. Does. Maybe this one does. But like they try, like I said, if you're trying to have like a a legitimate um, discussion of Krypton or Crypto, the dog or whatever, that's from what I know, that's where the backstory comes from. But that comes from Young Justice, which isn't huh. the same universe. It's, that's a different yeah. universe, but that's the backstory they used for him. Hmm. And he wasn't a dog. He was like a wolf. Interesting. I just like that. And like, there is the, what is it? the dog was like freaking out and like hated her or whatever. And Batman's like, I don't know. I always thought the dog had a good sense of good judge of was a good judge of character. Right. Which was he's like siding with the dogs. It was, they were kind of building up that Supergirl was lying about something that she was that the the whole movie seemed like it was a buildup that she was working for darks, either working for dark side the whole time, which could have been interesting. Like maybe she was at Darkseid's place first and Darkseid mm-hmm. trained her and everything like that. And then she went to Earth as like she was going to be this innocent girl and try to get the trust of Superman and then turn on her, turn on him. But then because she spent so much time with Superman that she kind of grew to kind of like him and like Batman and like like Earth and didn't want to do the stuff that Darkseid was wanting her to do. I mean, now we're talking about a completely different movie, but it would have made yeah. more sense if they did that. Yeah, well, the, yeah, because like that, especially in the beginning, they like they laid so much like clues and groundwork for there to be something off about her, and then they just never mentioned anything about it. 
Yeah. Like that uh, entire, like the entire scene with that dog, like freaking out and hating her and everything like that. Like that entire that, scene was there to like throw suspicion on her. Yeah. That was foreshadowing for something, something to come of suspicion, but it was a completely throwaway scene. Yeah. No, but it would have been funnier if, yeah, it's just a normal dog and Superman likes to put capes on his animals. I, I, it, it was, it's honestly, it's a possibility. I didn't see the dog do anything super power dish. You know, All it's it weird. It was dog like things. I really liked Superman and Public Enemies, but mm-hmm. I did not like him in this movie. It was also too, because in Public Enemies, Superman and Batman had that like, Bro, like buddy buddy relationship thing yes and then in this it was like they barely knew each other yeah they acted like they didn't know each other and it was which just lends more into that that this movie was never actually a sequel to that yeah because like these they didn't have there was no they, they acted like they barely knew each other like they didn't have that much of a relationship at all and like in public enemies like they're like, yeah, he's my best friend. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, like in Public Enemies, I think the reason, I, I think Public Enemies is a pretty good film. I think it, mm-hmm. it has some problems with, uh, it has some issues. It's not perfect by any means, but I think overall it was one of the, it's it's one of the better ones. Like, yeah. When I rewatched it, I found a lot of stuff I liked about it, um, but like you go back to public enemies and that last scene where Batman, when they found out that the, the rocket ship could only be flown in manually and Batman and Superman both looked at each other and they both knew what had to be done. And Batman just went to the ship, you know, the, you know, he went to the rocket ship without hesitation because he's the only one who knows how to fly the damn thing mm-hmm. other than toy man, which he wasn't going to fly it Cause he's a kid. So yep. it's going to, it's going to have to be Batman and th- that, and then Superman realized that's what he had to do. And he was very emotional because of it. Cause he's like, my best friend is now, you know, doing this because of Lex Luthor. And mm-hmm. now I need, and he's blaming Luthor for it. Yeah. And in this, it seemed like they, it, it, it almost like they weren't even friends. Mm-hmm. There might have been some kind of mutual respect because um, he he went along with the Wonder Woman thing because Batman said, trust me. Yeah. But I also feel like Wonder Woman had right. some pull there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not like they were saying, we're going to lock her up in a dungeon. No, they're just taking her to a tropical island to hang out with a bunch of women. <laughs> like, it's not like they were taking her someplace horrible. Like, frankly, like Themyscira, like, really nice vacation spot there. Right. For anybody. Mm-hmm. Except for guys, because I don't think they're allowed. But I guess they are in this movie. Well, it'd be a, it, it's a great spot for them. They're just not allowed there. Mm-hmm. Still would be a great spot, like I said, for anybody. Yeah. Which one random thing? 
but public enemies, which is a conversation we had. Apparently, you do need a little bit more than just punching Lex Luthor and saying you're impeached to impeach him. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Apparently, he did have to testify at a hearing, too. Yes. Rather than just saying, punching him and saying you're impeached. <laughs> that was great. I was like, mm-hmm. I guess Superman has the power to impeach the president. <laughs> yes. Impeach him with his fist. I mean, watching, as I watch Apocalypse, I always feel, as I'm watching, I'm like, man, I'd rather be watching Public Enemies. That's how kind of how I felt like through this entire movie. Because mm-hmm. I like the idea of pairing up Batman and Superman and using the two the two original voice actors because we don't get to see them together that often. Like with these two voice actors, it's always something yeah. different. Then I, I always like a Batman Superman story. Like, yeah, you could do a Justice League story, but there's not a lot of just Batman Superman stories. Mm-hmm. Where I felt like they wanted to. They wanted to bring in Darkseid because they did Lex Luthor in the first movie. So, like, now we got to do Darkseid. Well, did you have to do Darkseid or could you have done maybe you could have done Darkseid and maybe brought in a Batman villain, too? Mm. What about what about a Darkseid Joker team up? That would have been interesting. I don't know how it would have worked, but it would have been interesting. That Yeah, I don't I don't know how that would work. It's never. I don't think it's ever been done before, so that's why I'd be interested to see how it is. Maybe Darkseid. I feel like actually- Darkseid would just not would just get annoyed by Joker instantly and just instantly murder him. Maybe, but then he also he also appreciates humans that are willing to kill other humans to accomplish their goals. He said it's an admirable quality, so maybe he <laughs> might like the Joker because of that. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they don't team. I don't know. Like that probably wouldn't work, but, or they could have even done something where Joker just keeps like Joker outsmarts dark side. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it would have been kind of interesting because they did Superman villain in the first movie. It would have been kind of nice to, do some type of because it really worked in world's finest with the joker and luthor team up mm-hmm. that worked and i i understand why they weren't going to do it again because they already did it yeah but i don't know what other villain you could have used for batman like because you're not going to use penguin or riddler or any of them because they're kind of um b-level villains yeah like the A level villains is Joker and maybe Bane, if done right. Yeah, the problem with the, just the, the the kind of flaw with Batman's villains is none of them are really like planet side threats. No, they're not. Well, Ivy. They're can all be. like local threats. They're they're mostly local threats. Ivy can be in the right situations. Mm-hmm. She's probably the only one that actually has like powers, and she, yeah. she can because she's got she can do mind control. She can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She could be really powerful. So, 
like Poison Ivy is one of them that could be. And then obviously Joker has the um Joker has like the unpredictableness. Yeah. I mean, did you see the Justice League episode where they brought in Joker? I don't remember. Where he um he planted four bombs around the city and he was gonna have the whole he recorded the Justice League on TV trying to track down the trying to track down the bombs. And then Superman used his uh his like vision to like spot out the bombs, but it turned out it was like thirty seven bombs instead of four. And Joker's like, yep, that's right. There's actually 37 bombs. It's a plot twist. <laughs> and they're all... <laughs> and then he even like said, every time Superman was uh, like on... Because he had cameras all over the city recording all the Justice League members. And every time Superman would show up, he, would, he kept calling him Stupid Man. <laughs> or Stuperman. <laughs> and he's like, there's... There's a, there's the man in blue looking clueless as ever. <laughs> I mean, there was even a scene where Flash had to defuse a bomb, but had no idea how to defuse it. So he actually uh, radioed Batman, and Batman was in the middle of fighting like the stretchy man, <laughs> and he Batman coached him through how to defuse a bomb while he was fighting like this stretchy man dude <laughs> which was pretty awesome he's like okay i disconnected the wires now what he's like you're done go find another bomb <laughs> but that was Damn. a pretty good one mm-hmm. like you could you could do something similar to that i don't know um I guess Darkseid, you can't really team him up with any Batman villains because it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I just don't think they'd connect Dark very Side, well. Darkseid doesn't really... Well, Ra's al Ghul, that was a... They did that in Young Justice. They teamed up uh, Luthor, Ra's al Ghul, uh, Darkseid, and Vandal Savage. Damn. Okay, that's an inch, That That's a lot there. Yeah, they did that at the end of the season two of Young Justice. Hmm. That's how they ended it. And I was like, oh, my God, they just put that. That's a power team right there. Because they yeah. all because they were there was like this. Uh, they, they were called the light. It was like this underground criminal organization that the Justice League didn't know about. And Young Justice was just kind of stumbled on it. And they just couldn't figure out who the members were. But the mem- the members were. Uh, Rachel Ghoul, uh, Lex Luthor, um, and Vandal Savage were like the three main members. And then there was a fourth member that they kept talking about who was in charge of all of it. And they just, they never referenced him until the end. And they all, they all flew to Apocalypse and they shook hands with Darkseid. Hmm. Well, damn. Yeah, because I think he tricked, uh, he was he mind he was at, somehow to do something with mind control, where he was able to get justice the Justice League to leave Earth and they like slaughtered an entire like planet and everybody Jeez. on it through mind yeah. control, and then mm-hmm. when they found out what they did, they had to leave Earth to um, go 
and stand trial. So they left Young Justice in charge. Hmm. And I think Nightwing had to wear the bat suit every once in a while because they needed people to real to they didn't want people to know the Justice League wasn't there. Yeah. Hmm. So like Superboy was actually pretending to be Superman, but he couldn't fly. But people didn't need to know that. <laughs> and I think Nightwing actually put on the cape and cowl, even though he hates doing that. Yeah. So, I think that's Apocalypse. As we talk more about other things, as new yeah, as, as we we completely tangented it off here. Right, it's all right though because I, I mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really think it's there's a lot of Justice League uh, good stories in there that we have to cover at some point. But yeah, the superman batman apocalypse i think overall it wasn't a bad movie but there was a lot of uh a lot of inconsistencies it it felt like it was very it was rushed yeah it was it had a lot of potential that was unrealized yep and i'd have to say this is probably one of the first movies we reviewed where i felt like that like I think the majority of them, we have a you have a clear opinion of it, and then you're just kind of it's either good or it's bad. This one yeah. kind of falls in that meh category. Mm-hmm. Or, like I said, would I watch it again? Yeah, because there's still some good scenes. The the Superman, uh, Superman, Supergirl, um, Dark Side fight was pretty good at the end. Yeah, it was entertaining. If you're into if you're into Superman fights, which some people are. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some people that just don't get into it. Yeah. And you had, uh, and you had Batman be the one that kind of outsmarted Darkseid, which was, which was cool, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Which kind of shows like his value more and more every time we see him. Yep. Still should roll more than five dice, but that's just me talking there. So, with that, um, I'm Andrew Karachi alongside Andrew Quimby with the delayed Andrew Quimby. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to be re- what are we reviewing next week? We did. I think what is we're we're gonna we're gonna do. Man, you went like I'm, I'm supposed to remember conversations from like two hours ago now. Come on now. Uh, what is it? Gotham Knights and Batman Ninja. Yes. Um, Ninja Batman. Yeah, Batman Ninja is a movie that Andrew really wants to do. It looks good to me. He's been pushing for me to finally review it on this show, and I've been procrastinating it. But uh, so. We compromised, and we're going to do Gotham Knight and Batman Ninja, just in case if I can't find much to talk about Batman Ninja. I, like I said, the first time I watched it, I, I kind of slept through it, and I didn't really care for it. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean the second time watching it. I might actually like it. But I'm not If you a can fan stay awake. I, I'll be able to. I'm just <laughs> not a fan of uh, anime style in general. So like, mm. it, it, so why not? Let's just 
review six episodes of anime style and an entire fucking movie. That should be great. <laughs> but I'm going to try, I'll try to review it as I normally review things and by the story, not by the okay. animation, because I don't All review right. by the animation. Okay. Because the story to me is more important than the animation. Yes. That's what this podcast is about to begin with. We we haven't really gotten too much into the animation, like bitching about it too much. No, it's it's art styles can change, animations yeah. can change, but the story lives on. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll be doing Gotham Knight and uh, Batman Ninja, and then after that we're getting into. I think we're getting into the Christopher Nolan Batman. We might have to do one more animated movie to keep my OCD levels up. But um, We'll figure that out next week. Yep. So, stay tuned. Beware. 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 Beware of the bat dude and his cape. It was a mistake to come. If Barter refuses to help, how are we... I'll help you get to Apocalypse. On one condition. I'm going with you. Barda. No way. I know Darkseid's fortress like the back of my hand. You need me, so get over it. I'm over it. What about you two?